This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Having so much fun here on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, DOC, the youngest in charge movement. Boy, I know Linnell Willingham, he's doing a game to the Howard University game. I don't know, Toby, if you got a chance to see it. I'll send you uh, um, I'll send you a photo. Scott Jackson, my old tag team partner, he sent me a photo. And uh, I didn't know that it was possible to have Linnell Willingham in a suit and tie and actually look like uh, a human being. And I thought, <laughs> instead of an alien, and I'm going... Wow, I mean it's it's a look that I'm 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 quite pleased. I'm gonna have to put it on social media. I'm gonna have to share this. You be the judge. You let me know once you get it if it if it qualifies. Gonna bring the coach on next. Uh, after in, in about ten minutes, there is a lot going on. I told you I'm in a bad mood today because of Mystics loss, Mystics loss, and um, of course the Nationals. And when I start off with a three-run lead and I lose, it, it just ruins my – it just ruined everything. And I'm really falling in love with this club because we got a chip. Okay, now I know nothing's perfect. Thank goodness Davey signed and and that's great. You know, we, we're, um, we're taking care of the front office. We're doing all a lot of little things right. But this is about talent developing talent and um so we're we're showing you now the fruits of our labor in exposing kids coming up from the minor leagues getting some time i see this it's exciting to me to see this whole process how it evolves step by step and i'm no longer pouting because soto's here not here and trey's not here Scherzer's not here, and all these people are gone. But these seeds that were planted, they're growing. And it looks like we're going to have a good crop. <clears throat> That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that when I watch when I watch C.J. Abrams and I see him, I mean, he was batting ninth. And I'm thinking, we made a trade? We're getting a guy and he's batting last? Well, now he's batting first. And since he's taken that position, he's delivered. We we got some, I mean, you know, there's some things to where I can start feeling kind of good about. But I know it's not overnight. 
This is not microwave popcorn. This is growing and building a champion. And uh, Toby, you are very, I mean, you, you got the podcast. And I know that um, Grant is just, he's a lunatic with four sports. But I think baseball, I can hear it in his voice. I can almost hear it. And, of course, Danny played. But baseball is just different. I was talking to a good friend of mine today before I came on the show. And I was telling him that just listening to broadcast, baseball, to watch the entire game, and the remote's always in my hand because I'm, I'm always making moves, seeing what else is on, just like I have Tourette syndrome. I, I, you know, I'm just popping all over the place. But not when baseball's on. Because the broadcasters who I think are the greatest in all of all sports are the guys that call baseball games. Because they have to give you, they paint a picture, they tell a story that lasts the entire game. There's no dead air in baseball. And if you like information, there's nothing but information. I mean, and now it's grown with the technology. One of the things I love about technology now is all the diagrams, all the, you know, the pitch count, the position. You just see everything. And eventually they'll have robots. I don't like that. Where do you stand on that? You for robots or umps? No, umps. Stay with it. Me Make too. sure they're good. Me too. Make sure they're well, good yeah. umps. De- but... No, demand that they're good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but are you, is it that, it almost sounds romantic. Baseball to me it's just always been different. It's not for everybody because it, because it requires that you actually can be able to count to ten. Yeah, and it's... I love it because you were scoring games at 10, 11 years old. Yeah, it's just such a unique sport. Like I, yeah. I don't, you can't describe it unless you love baseball, right, Doc? Like I, I don't know how you describe it, but turning on and watching baseball on opening day is a different feeling. Like football is my favorite sport. I know you're a baseball yeah, guy. Yeah, me too, me too. But, but like. What, there's just something different about the way baseball is, and you get attached to the guys because you see them basically every single night. There's yeah. almost more of a attachment to the team because of that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something about watching the same guys every single night do the same thing over and over and over and over again and just seeing if they can succeed more times than they don't. And it's just such a fun sport to watch. So watching these guys this year for the Nationals, like you were saying, you get attached to these guys. You see how they're it's growing. Fun. And it's been fun to watch. Like, you brought up C.J. Abrams. I think that, obviously, those are the guys that will be the linchpins and the cornerstones of the franchise, hopefully on a World Series team here in the near future. But it's the guys like the Jake Irvin last night where he pitched really well and then he gave up a couple of home runs, so his line doesn't look great. But it's those kind of guys, Doc, that I think will push this rebuild over the top because the C.J.'s, the Gores, all those guys are supposed to be stars, and hopefully they become that. But it's the guys like a Jake Irvin that – when he got called up, Grant and I were talking about it on the podcast you mentioned, and uh-huh. we basically said, yeah, you know, maybe he makes a spot start here or there. He's probably going to be a bullpen guy. And he's stuck in the rotation. And he's been gas. he's yeah. been their best pitcher in the second half. So if those yeah. kind of guys can continue to come through the system, that's going to make the difference in the rebuild. Yeah, and, the, and, when, and when we have that parade, the next parade, you'll be so, more, so much more invested. You're vested in it. Because of going through these stages, and when Big Fella jumped on the mile six seven to what two fifty two, and 
I'm prejudiced whenever big people, large people do things I because I, we're discriminated upon and treated like garbage throughout the society for most places. They don't make things fashionable for you. They, you know, they just, large people are just, they're just picked on. And my boy, he, I've never seen three balls hit in the corners, right and left field corners. I've seen it every once in a while. It'll happen. Not three of them. Three balls were hit right in the right spot, an inch more foul, but they're in play in a corner. Three of them in one inning. And then gives up for seven runs, but he didn't fall apart. He did not fall apart. Throwing 97, 96 with gas. I said, okay, it's got promise. So that's good. I'm glad we connect on that. Now, I know that you got Milwaukee ties, and um, I love what you call it a small market team or whatever because I just I just think that it's – I know it's harder, but it can happen. It can happen anywhere. And Giannis is interesting. Now, you corrected me. I said, it sounds like he's complaining, and you said, no, he's saying the same thing he's always been saying. He wants to win. But this sounds a little different to me. Yeah, I don't know if it's too, too different because to me, you know, I worked in Milwaukee before I came back out here. He's had lots of things, and the national media always hops on any time they talk about him possibly leaving Milwaukee. You know, maybe it's a slight change in tone, but I think it's still the same thing where he's basically telling the front office that, listen, if you're not going to try, then I'll leave. Otherwise, I want to keep working on the hard way. And I think you can respect that. A guy that, yeah. you know, came over, he's had to work for everything he's earned. And Loves he, his special, he, yeah. he won, a, won a championship for Milwaukee. And I think he still wants to stick around in Milwaukee. But I think it's basically a message to management, front office, ownership. If you get complacent, I can just go somewhere else. Well, I, I hope not. Because I really love watching that team operate because they have three bigs. And I know the three ball is this. And, I, and I'm a Steph guy. I don't hate on Steph. I like them all. But I just still, man, you got Lopez. I, and I see Bobby. I just, when you got that many guys, 6'11", six, 7-footers, and playing in the paint, I miss that. And I like that. And they represent oh, an old school version of basketball. I know you got to shoot the threes, and they can do all that too. But. Um, he sounds just, just hear a little bit more out of him. So wanted to get that from you. I'm going to put that same question to my basketball insider, coach Butch McAdams, and I'm going to put that to him. And, um, I got to mention the purple and gold always, because I know America's waiting on it. And, uh, not that they needed to go outside, but they needed to sign. I thought maybe one of the best jobs, in the administrative, from an administrative standpoint, took place last year when the Lakers dumped Westbrook and a lot of other people and reshaped their team in the run. They were terrible. And then they juiced things up. That's not easy to do. And to get the guys to click and to have chemistry, playing with a couple of, you know, superstars. And I thought they did it. And, um, so it's going to be interesting. Are you uh, following? Do you follow the Mystics at all? I have not followed the Mystics, no. Okay. Um, I am. And Linnell, we, we laugh about this a lot. I really love the game right now. It's just so it's dynamite. 
I always kept my own UConn. I always watched. Well, Coach Thompson working with John for 12 years, and I mean, he was really. He said he all he really thought about it seriously. I said he could coach girls and women, and he loved Pat Summit to death. So we were watching a lot of women's basketball when you know Pat had the dynasty. That was that, and and uh, now that what's going on is like. And Geno's deal was incredible. It was almost like Wooden's. And the game is always better when there's three or four monsters, not just one. And that's how it has evolved. You know, Stanford's had many, many years of dominant success. Bruins, Trojans, everybody's been good out west. Wolverines. So it's fun. It's fun to, to see it. But when I watch the game now, I really enjoy it. We lost last night. I mean, with the liberty of put, put forth and what's going on in Vegas – I mean, you need super teams to to to, to draw sport, but uh, we didn't get it done last night. Started off well, but then we just we could not hold up. So part of my rotten mood, Mystics lost, and of course the Nationals lost. But I'll get better because we got another one tonight, another chance to get on the good foot. When we come back, Coach McAdams will join us. Got a couple questions to him. We talked a lot about. Last week, Team USA, some changes may be made uh, when it comes to that, but now I want his take on Giannis and anything else big going on with hoops. Stay with us. Doc Walker on the microphone. Been having a good old-fashioned time here today. Toby Altizer, he's been the youngest in charge movement, and believe me, uh, he's balling out today. And I want to thank all of you that have been have been patient and been and been rolling with us. If you don't have the app by now, I'm going to just keep saying it until everybody that listens has it. Why wouldn't you? The Odyssey app, it's always live and free. Wall-to-wall coverage. You just can't uh, you can't beat it. And we want to um want to let you know that um Coach McAdams is with us now courtesy of the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. I always have to have a coach in my life because we all need direction. And I know that um, I can just imagine what Coach Thompson would have said if I said, you know, Coach McAdams, what would John think about Giannis? saying to management and saying it louder than usual, hey, what's up? Y'all going to do this right? Or if not, I might get my hat. What, what would he say? Well, you know what? <laughs> coach would say, hey, play is play. Coach is coach. Okay? And I, I don't understand this. What is Giannis's beef? All right? Um, look around. The last time I looked at the roster, he's got enough help to win a championship. So I don't know what his beef is. Um, you guys, and when I say you guys, I'm talking about the vast majority of the players playing today. They don't want to be bus drivers. They want to be passengers. And some of them have... Uh, look, uh, uh, Doc, again, look at the roster. 
look at if you know with 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 uh, Middleton and Lopez and others, they've got enough. If Giannis does his thing, and Giannis has to decide, and I said this a couple of years ago during the championship run, he's got to decide whether or not he wants to be Kobe Bryant or he wants to be Shaq. And I prefer him to be Shaq. <laughs> and they, they've got to stop allowing him to bring the ball down court, put his head down, go full speed ahead down the lane. And, look, he's averaging at least a couple of offensive fouls per game because he's out of control. Yeah, you know, uh, Toby actually worked in Milwaukee before coming back home. And so he had uh, an intimate perspective on the Bucks because he covered them. So, right. Yeah, so Toby, do you see that uh, as well? Because I do see him caught between which of these great guys is he going to be. Seems like he can do everything, anything in the paint that he wants to. But if I'm playing yeah. against him, I want him shooting from the perimeter. Yeah, I think Coach is dead on. They need to stop okay. having him try to drive down the lane because people have figured out how to stop him. They just go stand right in his way. He's going to bowl him over, and that's a charge. If they get it to him on the block, right. you can't stop him. No, you can't stop him. You, you, you can't stop him. And also, if you want to have him around the perimeter at times, that's fine as well. But you cannot allow him to bring the ball up court. He puts his head down. And as as we just stated, that that's a couple of charges there. That's two fouls. And so now, you know, he's very limited. He's got four more to give. And so, no, uh-uh. this guy is Wilt Chamberlain. To me, he's the closest thing in the game Ooh, today. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. Well, yeah. And and what I mean by, look, he's not Wilt, obviously, okay? Right, right. But, okay, but the point is that from an athletic standpoint, yeah. from a physical standpoint, and when he plays his game, he's unstoppable like Wilt was. When yeah. he plays his game. <laughs> well, that's a good but point. I well, that's why you're a coach and we're not. But, but, Doc, I don't like his mental approach and what we're talking about now. And let's go back to the press conference. Let's go back to the press conference. And he was talking about it. I'm paraphrasing here. But he got into a dialogue, a conversation with uh, the question was, well, do you feel that this season was a disappointment? And, you know, his response was, well, just because you lose is that disappointment? You can't win all the time. I don't. I don't think uh, Kobe would have said that. Oh, I don't think Mike would have said that. No. I don't Jordan? think Doc Walker would have said no. that. <laughs> Competitors don't say it. You know, we had an old saying, and and not literally, you know, but figuratively. If it's not life or death, it's death every time. I'm old school, Doc. Please, yeah, so, please no, I understand. I, I, I understand. I understand. We got the youngest in charge, so this is a good exercise for him uh, to to hear this. 
it is amazing. Uh, love, I love seeing him play. If I had a, let uh, Eminem talk me into wagering on it, I would have lost everything because I thought they had the team. I love Miami's culture. I love everything about them when it comes to that. But they were scared the hell out of me in terms of wagering on them. And yet they would have won and they pulled it off. So that's what makes sports sports great. Um, who is retooling right now the best, as you've seen, understand that the Lakers seem to be, it seems like there's an adult in charge now. And it's right. not a player. It seems like mm-hmm. management is in charge. And I'll be straight up, not LeBron. And uh, But I wonder, everybody has some interest about, who is going to pop out? Who is going to make a move? I don't think we're just settling on the fact of saying, yeah, we saw how it ended last year, and that's really going to be it, whether it's Denver, whomever. What's your take on the offseason thus far? Well, you know, the offseason, everyone's still waiting to see where Dame is going to wind up, and I think that could change it. Um, the the teams that have made the most, obviously in Phoenix, they've got a, a talented roster. They've got an AAU-type roster, but I don't think the chemistry and what they need is enough to win a championship. Yeah, I think that the defending. Yeah, reminds me of Brooklyn Uh, 2.0. Yes, absolutely. Well, a little better than them, but um, because Booker, you know, Booker can score. Obviously, KD can score. Okay. However... Who's going to play defense? Who's going to yes, rebound? Well, I I, I, yeah, well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Who, who's, who's the junkyard dog? Okay. Yeah, there's no Rodman. So, no, no, no. But yeah. but I like if Denver can stay healthy. Yeah, I like oh, them so, again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and again, but let's go back to our guy, the Greek freak. Yeah. If he gets his mind right, if that coach, the new coach, can get an identity and get the guys to understand their strengths, they still have one of the best rosters in the league, okay? Um, Cleveland could take a step up. Who knows about that? Uh, But, again, I'm waiting to see if Dame indeed goes to Miami. Then, um, hey, that helps them. Um, Porzingis is in Boston. Let's see what, what happens in Boston. You know, uh, Coach Butch McAdams here with us on Overtime Weekend Style, DOC and the Youngest in Charge movement bringing this to you. Um, The Dion effect. Got to ask you as a coach, the thing I'm Mm -hmm. so proud of with Dion, it's not the things that most would think. It is the ability that he has shown to assemble the right staff. This is a staff of a lot of guys that may not have been given the opportunity as he wasn't given it to coach, but they're damn good at it. He got a man to leave as a head coach to join him as his offensive coordinator. His staff, I don't think, is getting the recognition because he sucks all the air out the room, but he ain't doing it to self-promote. He's doing what he said he was going to do, and he's showing a managerial skill set. You're a coach. How difficult. Has that been for him? He makes it look easy. Well, Doc, it's extremely difficult because 
you can get the talent, but then you have to have the talent gel, and you've you, you've you've got to build that chemistry, and guys have to understand the philosophy of the team, and for him to do all of the above in a short period of time, I've never witnessed anything like it. I've never witnessed anything like that. Um, but as you know, the key to being a coach is not how much you know, but whether or not you can communicate it, especially the head coach. Because there have been some guys who were great coordinators, like a North Turner on the offensive side, like a Richie Pettibone on the defensive side. Oh, so great obviously, call. Great call. yeah. So obviously, they knew their craft, but they probably weren't great at leading men, inspiring men, motivating players, and that's the key. And Dion does that exceptionally well, exceptionally well, as I see it. Well, it, it clearly does. Not to mention. We're not even talking about the administrative side. Um, all the work now, I don't understand how the portal works. I don't think you coach were coaching when the portal was in effect. No. But the idea that guys can leave if they don't like the way you spoke to them, I thought that that would kill the development. I thought that it was very important for people to go through tough times. But also, I know that a lot of these people are idiots that coach a lot of people are unqualified they just got the position to coach and so you know but i so i don't mind the movement now i'm not a fan of all the money being distributed because once again i think five years ten years from now we're going to have so many stories we got one story in the news that's prominent now about a young man that just realized that he signed his deal and he now has to give a percentage of his current salary which he borrowed 500000 and now he's going to have to pay back over a million as a pro now, and he didn't realize the, you know, the language. There's going to be a lot more of that. Yes, it is. Yes, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot more of that. I don't like the portal as is. I think that they're going to have to make some adjustments. I, I Listen, uh, there are legitimate reasons for players to transfer, Okay. Uh, one, and, and this happens or used to happen a lot at the collegiate level in basketball where a coach recruits a player. The player comes to the school, and then the next year the coach gets fired and a new coach comes in. All right, so that's a legitimate reason to transfer and not be able to sit out. But now, as you say, guys are – are just transferring, you know, uh, hey, I don't like how the practice went. Coach yelled at me. That's one aspect I don't like. But the other aspect, because of the portal, now, Doc, and this is what people aren't talking about, now it really hurts the high school senior. Unless you are a legitimate five-star player, then – Chances of you getting a scholarship at a high-level D1 program is very slim because most yeah. of these these schools aren't recruiting high school seniors. They are just retooling 
with with the portal. Yeah, and well, that's the aspect I don't like. Um, and then people are just leaving, and and I'm saying, why are you leaving? You 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 played well. Howard University had a great year, and they're going to have a great year this year, I believe, under Coach Blakeney. But they had a couple of players who left, and I'm saying, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Somebody's offered them. Offering them something that uh, whether or not they can deliver or not, we'll find out on the other end. Coach, well, you're priceless, you. man. Appreciate your expertise, man. Coach them up this weekend. Hope your favorite teams win. And Alabama man, now is man. still trailing. Three to nothing. South Florida game is, has uh, picked back up. Coach, hopefully we'll talk to you next week, man. You always have me, Doc. My man. My brother, brother in my, radio, Doc Walker. My man. Coach Butch McAdams. We go to break on that. Hey, folks, it's official. The next voice you hear after the break will be the legendary Tom Lavero of the Washington Times. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What a Saturday it has been. Nothing like college football, believe it or not. We're in the fourth quarter. Woo! It's hard to, hard to, uh, well, let me take that back. I don't know, I was thinking that the Alabama game, no, it's not the fourth quarter yet. I think I, my, my vision must be, must be ailing, but Florida, South Florida is up three zip. Of course, he had weather problems, and they're breaking a new quarterback at Alabama. And a man that's no stranger to big events is the legendary Tom Lavero, who joins us now. Lavero, we must be doing something right. Last week, we had Sheehan, and this week, we get Lavero. So, we don't have that kind of budget, so you guys just must be nice people. Well, Doc, you know, I'm used to playing second fiddle to see it. Well, we all are. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. all are. I, you know, uh, remember, I remember, Doc, remember, Doc, the fourth quarter was when I played my best at Notre Dame. Absolutely. Well, the Irish, you know, I was just thinking about that now, college football. And speaking of Notre Dame, which has such prestige, and, uh, of course, in your era, the era Parsegian era, but this thing with Sanders right now, I mean, you are a legitimate journalist, a columnist, a, a, a legend. When's the last time we've had this type of tsunami 
Uh, other than that, I said Tim Tebow. And it was brought to my attention, you know, before that, uh, maybe Bo, Herschel, uh, whomever. But this dude, in your experience, where does this rank? Well, it, it, it's we've never had a situation where you've had a team where the coach was the focus. I mean, there was a little bit in USC. Remember the USC with run with Pete? So Pete, Pete Carroll. Carroll. Yeah, Pete, yeah, Pete's yeah. run. Okay. I, I know you don't like to talk about that. No, but, no, no. No, you know, I don't hate greatness. No, when they're great, okay. no, no, no. They earned it. They pay for so, it. No, I ain't mad at them. So, you know, Reggie Bush and, and Pete Carroll. Yeah, but Matt Lyman. That, that, was, that was rock stars. Yeah, we haven't had a situation like this. I'm going to argue since uh, New Rockby. How's that? So even the Tebow deal, you think this is bigger, or Johnny well, Manziel? Because, because the coach. Oh, you're right. I you're mean, right. It, it, it okay, so Barry the, Switzer. So different. Barry Switzer, Bo Woody, Nick. Um, I'm just trying to think. John McKay. I mean, he was he was big balling, but yeah, I guess nobody with because yeah, I, yeah, I guess you're right. It, it, I, I mean, We've they're changing network assignments. Whole, have we had I, – I can't think of – there. I'm sure there have been some, but none as high-profile Hall of Fame NFL players who became yeah. star college coaches. Yeah, you're right. Because sure most guys that play well don't even want to work. They don't want to work yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's work. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, <laughs> the coaching, you only see it one day a week. I mean, these dudes – I mean, Joe Gibbs slept at the facility three days a week when we were, when he was building that monster. Yeah. You know, and he, and he, and he didn't do it alone. He always says that, which I respect. Richie Pettibone to me is the most underrated coach in NFL history. He don't get his per, he should get his blessings, his accolades. He ought to be in the wall of fame ring of anything there is that represents burgundy and gold, as far as I'm concerned, Richie Pettibone should be on it. Yes, I agree with you. And I think one thing Dion has done is I think he put together a very strong staff. Oh, a great staff. Excellent staff. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people there that didn't have opportunities, and he gave it to them. He had a head coach leave a job and go to him. I'm telling you, Tom, I've never seen – I've seen a lot of hype. I've seen all the Heisman Trophy winners go through – USC, I, I, I'm just trying to think. The Tebow thing, maybe it resonates to me. It just, it, it was like, because I just saw the special. And, of course, a lot of this is aided because of the documentaries. Tebow had one. Manziel had one. Thanks God for Netflix. Because they have just put some things, and maybe that's why it's on my mind now. They've changed broadcast assignments. They've taken game day away from people and giving it to a team that had won a game. Yes. It's unheard of. Unbelievable. It really is. I mean, he is, he's a coach for the times right now. Now I'm not a big Dion fan, Doc, to be honest with you. His style, you know, it's not, it's not particularly what I I like. But, but, but I can't deny the, the remarkable job he's done. It's just amazing. And how it's yeah, taken it, off. It's unbelievable. Um, speaking of amazing, 
Sean Payton goes back, goes to Denver. And I think Sean, I don't know what you think about Sean, but his results. I never thought, I always respect the guy that doesn't have all the best people and wins. I mean, I never thought his New Orleans teams were super teams. They were damn good, but I thought he was better than ever. He just, the guy has the right stuff. And I've always thought that if Jerry Jones, his biggest regret to me is going to be that he never got Sean Payton. Sean wouldn't do it. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, you're right about that. Yeah, I really believe that. I really believe that Jerry's arrogance, he couldn't get Sean. And he don't get anybody that's really good at what they do because nobody wants to be micromanaged by a guy that is a, he's a coach killer. And, and I think that's going to be his biggest regret. If they snap their streak of underachieving this year, which would be like 26 years, I think, and maybe more, Peyton. So this week's game plan, he's dealt with Rivera before. They've been in the same conference, blah, blah, blah. This is big, man, because to get to 2-0, for both of these programs that have a magnifying glass on them, I think is critical. Yes. I mean, look, for Washington – to win on the road with a rookie court with a one-year quarterback who's who's right might as well be a rookie, in uh, a place like Denver, would be a, a significant achievement. As far as if you're planning on having a season, since you're playing Buffalo and the Eagles the next two weeks after that, you better gather your you better harvest your nuts while you can. This is a right. winnable game. Okay. Right. You know, right. I, I I wouldn't put the other two in a category of winnable games. Doesn't mean they can't win them, but right. they don't seem winnable. This one seems right. this one's winnable. You know, there's basically if you take away the home field advantage, there's a half a point difference on the uh, on the odds between these two teams. Because I mean, you know, the the Broncos didn't look very good last week against the Raiders. They, they they've got a lot of issues. Washington didn't look very good against the, the worst team in football, but they managed to get a win. You know, yeah. the Broncos weren't able to do that. So, yeah, it's a big game. Uh, it's, it's Not only is it a big game, it would be very impressive if if the young kid, uh, who I'm slightly skeptical of still, uh, pulls it off in such a rough place to play. You know, it's alumni weekend this weekend in Denver. Yeah, that's why I was hoping that um... – Washington took the Super Bowl MVP with them. I would have had Doug Williams out there as the honorary captain for Washington. I mean, <laughs> it would have been out. But that's how I am. I, I'm really, I'm, I'm absolutely awful. I would have, I would have made sure at 017, he would have been with me. But that would have been yeah, great. Been, yeah, yeah, it would have been. I mean, I thought the first thing I thought of, and I, he's at the uh, Howard, uh, at the Howard University game today and I thought man 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 I'd have had Doug Williams out there with me on the side he would have been presence to stick one in their eyes it wouldn't determine the outcome so yeah it's gonna be good I got a lot on this one because I think to be 2-0 and and then face a team that's loaded with hype the Bills I'm not a big Bills guy I like the kid at quarterback I don't think he's gonna have a long career I think somebody gonna break him in half and um and they don't have a running game. I think they missed their window of opportunity. And when the Bengals come in there and gut you at your place, 
when it's freezing. I just think it's a bad omen, and he does not seem to be coachable right now. Because Debo was there, the kid was moving in a different direction. And um, Leslie Frazier leaving, taking a year off, who does that? There's something right. brewing in Buffalo that, yeah. that we're not talking about. We'll see. Well, he's a he's a reckless quarterback, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, ain't my kind of quarterback. But Tommy, uh, man, you've been all over the world. I'm thank glad that I know you're fighting fighting the elements. Uh, I appreciate you doing this. This makes me look good now with Kevin, and um, I'm sure he'll be <laughs> angry at you. But just you know, he'll get over it. He'll get him when he and he gets off the golf course today. I'll I'll text him and let him know that we hooked up. I miss you, man. And when you get well and you get better, let's light one up. Oh, you count on it, Doc, you know? And and cover me with sin. You're right. He'll be upset. Oh, absolutely. You know, he, he's such a – I mean, he just – but look, he's used to getting his way, and I don't blame I him. You know, he's that's king for a reason. Hey, brother, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Thanks that for was having legendary. Me, you got it, brother. Legendary Tom Lavero, Washington Times, columnist, and a man who is, uh, as Coach Thompson would say, simply one of the best. We'll take a break. Hey, folks, we got more treats coming for you. I do want to get Burgundy and Gold Canines. Uh, call to arms. Burgundy and Gold questions. I want to know what's on your mind. What do you expect out of the commanders in Denver? Join us. Ball out Saturday on a overtime version, 106.7. The fan, DOC, manning a Piping hot microphone, the youngest in charge movement. Toby Altizer behind the glass, controlling technology and talking ball with your boy. Canines, Operation Return to Glory. Step two, how do we beat the Denver Broncos? And we go to, to, our, to the line right now. That's the MGM National Listener Line, 1-800-636-1067. Bring it strong to the mic. Or don't bring it at all. Canines. Jonesy, welcome to the program. Doc, what's going on, man? You already I'm know. A, I'm I having a party, man. Sound in the air. That's right. I've That's been right, on baby. for the party. Yep, got a drink in my hand, toes in the sand. Yes, I'm looking for my defense to go in here and, in Denver and put their foot on this guy's neck. I'm serious. Serious. We we can well, change, I mean, that's, that's our strength. We slow yeah. him down. We slow him down. I, we can get this game. I mean, cause what else is there? I mean, they got a little defense or whatever have you, but no, they, they didn't make that team. much noise last week. Yeah. No, 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 they didn't. But they they're going to be home. There's a lot of pressure on them with a dominant dictator as a coach. I mean, this Sean don't play, and so there are a lot of guys in there that are going to be worried about. You talking about the transfer portal? They're going to be. A lot of portal action in Denver because this dude don't play. And he's yep. old school. I love his style because when you pay people this kind of money, you shouldn't have to kiss they behind to do their job. No, sir. I, and yeah, I, I don't believe in that. Wholeheartedly. I, I, yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly in that. So, yes, yeah. indeed. But I need I need to most definitely know we're we going to pull off this W tomorrow. Yes, indeed. So, I, I, right. if, if Sam can go in there and manage the game, I'll be fine with that. But, yes, I think our defense is going to have to pretty much go in there and dictate to them and tell them what's up, you know, put the foot on the neck, like you said, crush the windpipe, and take it all away, baby. That's what I'm looking for. 
That's All right. right. Let's and do I it. Think well, we, you know, we convene post game. I'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you on the post game show. And hopefully, yes, we have a victory party. I love it when we have a victory week. Our next caller is Chris. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey there, Doc. Um, I want to say, yeah, Jones has kind of hit it. I turned the defense up a little notch. I wanted to get to a point, maybe in a couple more games, we can get into some press man coverage on the outside and when we got the heat coming and then we're in gear. I hope um, I like the defense. That's what I'm looking for. And I think we can rattle old, uh, Russ Wilson. And that's well, what I'm so. looking for, buddy. I hope we're right. And, and we can pull one out here. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll be well, looking that, good. Have a good one. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. And we'll talk to you in the postgame show. And, uh, I mean, our wall-to-wall coverage starts. Toby, I, what is it? I think Earl Forsey starts, what, at 5 a.m. in the morning? I mean, it's <laughs> Earl. <laughs> Earl, I'm telling you, this is my guy, man. Earl Forsey. He does a bang-up job. And it's any of these, anybody that you hear that's doing these solo gigs, believe me, they're not calling it in. They're grinding. And um, it is, it's it's the purity of the industry. But it's uh, it's no joke. And uh, Earl, I can't wait. I can't wait, man, tomorrow um, getting, you know, Earl, kicking you know kicking things off and i think denton day and the big fella the second youngest in charge the former heir apparent to the to the title is going to be kicking off i think hoffman may be back too i know craig was fighting the elements and i'm not certain if the hoffman is back in the air chair. Uh, i believe that craig is going to be back for the pregame show with logan and then Denton and Linnell will carry it through live. They'll do the end game. Yep. Okay, and then so you they're got, doing the end. Okay. Got you post game. Yeah, and I heard they got some jackasses doing the post game show. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I just, man, I hope they win because that dude, man, if they don't win, he is just going to be a mess. It, it's, um, I, I, I often th- I used to think, well, maybe you take this thing too seriously. And I don't know how not to. You know, I just don't know how to do this without throwing yourself all the way into it. Because, and I know it's really immature on my part, because it's all about Clarence Goldsboro Jr., Cowboy Clay, uh, William A. Taylor, who's the New York Giants. Do you know how much fun, Toby, I had with my Giant buddies? I had my boy Ziggy. I had uh, BT, and Ziggy went to the game in New York. Now, you know, it was the weather wasn't great. Can you imagine fighting the traffic to go to Giant Meadowlands, whatever the hell they call it? It's 40 to nothing. You know, I'm texting him during the game. At halftime, I said, hey, Slim, look, bite your pride. Leave now. At least beat the traffic. <laughs> That's just miserable, man. New York traffic. Oh, no, but, bad weather. Oh, Forty bad nothing. Weather. Your team is terrible. You get depleted. Now the way they do me, and of course we do each other. All of us do the same. That's my only vested interest in this. Is that is bragging rights with my boys. 
You know, everybody's talking trash. We got Cowboys. I love our division. I mean, the only division in sports that everybody has a Lombardi. Check it out. People always talking about the NFC. Yeah, Kansas City is a beast, but that's it. The NFC East is never down. I tell you what, though, it's, Doc. I love mm-hmm. the fact that every team has it, but I loved it a little bit more when everyone had it except for Philly. Well, see, because you got some hate in your game. <laughs> see, but you're young. That's okay. It'll grow out. I promise you. I don't think out. it will, Doc. I don't think it will. Oh, but see, the Eagle fan, Scott Lynn. I love Scott Lynn to death. And he. The Eagle fan, we had him under our thumb so long because we had that. We were driving it on him. Hey, look, you guys haven't even won one. And we always had it over him. Well, um, where I live, on my block, there's two that there's two Eagle flags that fly all the time. And I always had it on him. You know, your neighbors, you're going out to get the paper, you're going out to get the mail. And when they hadn't won one, I stayed in Skins gear. Good morning. How y'all doing? You know. And I, I just had so much fun. Well, now they got the big stick. And, man, I have to come in at night. I don't even come in the daytime because they're out there waiting. <laughs> it's like, and, hey, man, fly, eagles, fly. I'm not mad at them at all. But it's on. It's on and popping. So when Ron's boys went down there and beat them last year, you have no idea what that meant to me. I, now, my- they depleted us here. My favorite part of Thursday Night Football, obviously I didn't like the fact that Philly won. I just love the fact that Philly fans were booing them at one point. That's what oh, I they, like. Yeah, but, that's the, but they do that. And it's real. It's music I to mean, my it, ears. It, yeah, well, if they don't, if they people don't perform for them, and, I, and ask B. Mitch, when you see Brian, um, because he played there. Brian played with the Giants and the Eagles. And I always used to kid Brian. I said, B., why you just pull off it, man, and go with the Cowboy? You'd have had the whole division in. And he laughs. But B. Mitch is the perfect player for Philly, though. Because he's grit tough, plays like a lunatic, and he was outstanding in what he does and what he did. And it's like I could groove with Philly fan. Philly fan don't bother me. Now, I don't agree with how they maul some of them people. They take advantage of people who can't defend themselves. That I don't like. The fact that they have a jail at the stadium tells you right now they straight thugs. They built a jail instead of just correcting the problem. But I love our division, and I just don't want to be in last place in it because I've had to take so much crap, and I'm just sick of it. That's why I'm hoping that this is the year payback, and I think we're built for it. But it won't happen if Sam holds on to the ball too long. I've had five weeks now. He said, can't do it. Got to get rid of the ball. You ha- and I love him, but he's got to get rid of the ball. And they can't have perfect no-hitters up front. We got to block- at least get a body in front of somebody. He's athletic enough that if you just get a shocker, a sustain, a hit on your guy in front of you, Sam will be fine. He's not like Carson. They had those perfect no-hitters last year, them two guards he had, they were awful. They were like a, a, a the door that you go into a law, a, a law firm or a shopping store. What do you call them? The uh, revolving door. They just ran right through them, them bums, and they killed the quarterback. Sam will get out of that. All we got to do is sustain block. Give him a minute. Give him two. He'll be fine. And special teams. I love Cheese. He's a Wolverine. 
He's got the yips. We got to get the ball to a holder. Not on a bounce, but straight to his hands. And then we have got to not give up contain. We get hooked way too. We have got no resistance. We cannot give up contain. Three things. Sustain a block for two seconds. Thousand one, thousand two. What the hell am I doing paying you if you can't give me two seconds? I didn't ask you to be Ron Yeri. I just asked you for two seconds. And this guy can beat it. Now, Brissett couldn't do it. He'd be a dead man. That's the beauty of Howell. He's got everything we you need. He's got it. All we got to do is help him get to the point where he can show you he's got it. I really believe this dude has got it. I like him a lot, but he could just as easily not be the guy because he almost got his brains knocked out last week. Did you see a couple of those hits he took? Come on, man. Kaiser White got an $18,000 fine for hit one of the hits. So Say that again. $18,000 fine for the hit on the sideline for Kaiser White. You see that? And that should have been, he should have been thrown out of the game when it happened. No doubt. And so where's my point? You're not going to have Sam for 16 weeks if if he doesn't learn that he has got to get rid of the ball or slide. But, boy, I love his feet. He can get out of danger. He can really do it. I think we got a shot at that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Is there any pressing – what's your pressing issue for Sunday's ball game? They got to run the ball better. Okay. I mean, it's last week they just – they weren't effective when they ran the football. And I think – Maybe later in the year when Sam's a little more comfortable, you can go a little more, air it out, and if you have to throw it 35 times in a game, maybe Sam can hold that later in the year. But yeah. it's still early. I'd like to see – I know they have a good run defense Toby, for Denver. If the boys caught, they dropped everything he threw. It's true. It's true. That's why I didn't say what we talked about in the break about the game plan. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just ha- saying, being to me, I love this game plan. It would have worked. If they could catch. They just have to and run I don't, the And ball I love Logan. I love Logan. Logan shouldn't even have been in the game. I don't have to play you if you don't practice. He missed camp. He didn't do it on purpose. He was hurt. We got three other studs over there. See, that's the part I don't get over. I don't. That, that's because they care. And Ron's a great guy. And he loves his players. I'm not playing somebody who don't practice. Not gonna happen. Because that's the results. Now the guy's embarrassed. He's being mocked on every radio show in the country. And that to me was just irresponsible. He wasn't ready to play. Every player's gonna tell you he wants to play. The adult is supposed to say, No, Timmy, you can't have your ice cream before dinner. Period. It's the way it should have been. But it didn't happen. All right, we go to break on this one. See, I was trying not even to get get my emotions tied into this because it's too soon. I got to get through the night. I got to get pregame. It's too much for me to get that irritated. We're going to talk. We're getting ready for the Curly W's who will win tonight. I'm predicting a victory. The voice of the Seattle Mariners, Dave Sims, will join us when we come back overtime on a Saturday. 
A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Folks, when we started, it felt like it was high noon, sun a-blazing, birds chirping. Now clouds kind of moving in. Darkness not too far away. Hey, man, they say when you do what you love to do, you never can consider it work. Toby, I think we qualify for that today. And you've been doing a marathon. I mean, I, it seemed like I woke up and Toby's on the air. And uh, I'm going, man, this dude's pulling a marathon. And I'm thinking uh, AWOD. And that's usually where I get the baton is from AWOD. And then, um, hey, I just got to say, man, you're absolutely on point. Dave Sims got a game today to see a voice of the Seattle Mariners. Um, but, you know, we're getting into the second season. It, MLB is right around the corner. And unfortunately, we may not be in this one. <laughs> Pretty sure we're not going to be in this one. But um, it's nothing like the Fall Classic. The Fall Classic is uh, is absolute money. And I know that in some parts of the DMV, if you say Orioles, people get their feathers ruffled. But, you know, when we were winning the championships, whatever, they were in dead last. We're not in dead last. We've got a young, promising team, and, you know, it is what it is. But baseball, I guess if you grow up with it in your heart as I did, then it's just it's there forever. It just does not just does not leave. I mean, prize, I mean, again, I'm old enough to realize the real value of what horse racing meant, boxing meant, because those things were staples. It was, um, you know, the thing that survived it. The really one constant has been wrestling. I mean, it's still, it was popular then. My mom, and she still watches it in 91. All over it. WWE, AEW, what you name it, all over it. Baseball. That's, uh, it's interesting. I always take a glance at Dusty. I used to call him the Houston cheetahs cheetahs but i don't do that anymore because you know and it didn't happen under dundee's watch dusty's watch but they called him in to clean up the mess you know and boy he's cleaned it up and good for him i figure if we're not in it then i'm always pulling for him and of course when you grow up submerged in dodger blue that's just i mean you you can't be luckier unless you're a yankee fan growing up as i did because now, they didn't win it all the time. They were in it because the Yankees won it all the time, but at least they were in it. And you just get used to it. And I've just grown habit of looking at standings. And as soon as the first thing I check on, did we win? Well, now I watch the Nats every night. But usually it would be when a score crawl comes up. Did a team you have an emotional link to, did they win? And when they win, though you, you feel better. It's called endorphins. You feel better. You feel good. It's a great feeling, and that's why, but when they don't win, 
there's something about it that just, if you're into it. Now, if you just fair weather, bandwagon, it don't matter. But I'm like, uh, so my race now is that I want us to be over the Mets. I don't want to be in last place. I want the Mets in last place. Be a better storyline. Spend billions in last place. That'll give us more fodder. So I'm hopeful. Do you have a hopefulness with the Nats as the season comes tumbling down? I need them to get to 70 wins. Yeah, yeah. That's what I need. And they're yeah. sitting right now at 65, only yeah, a couple yeah. more series left. Like, get to yeah. that 70 mark because it feels like that's definitely a growing point. Like, if they sit around 68, that's fine. But it feels like a really successful big step forward this year if they get to 70 wins. Yeah, that, that, that would be good. I mean, seeing the Cardinals, again, my other – childhood interest my favorite player my first athlete following was bob gibson bullet bob and i tell the story often when your mom lets you stay home in the eighth grade to watch him pitch game one against boston and you know i had to swear i was never gonna miss a homework assignment i mean she made me agree to about a hundred different things but seeing Bullet Bob Gibson, man, it is just work of art. It was just amazing to me. Um, and I, I feel this way throughout my life in sports. As we talked about today, Dion, the Dion effect, the Bob Gibson effect in baseball, they changed the rule. They changed the rule. When they change a rule, Kareem, oh well, Lou Alcindor, they change a rule. You a bad man. I mean, it may be guys hit more home runs, may run faster, may make more money. But when you force them to alter a rule change, you a bad man. Why else would you do it? Why'd they lower the mound? Dave with us? Okay, Brother Sims, my man. Yes, sir. I'm sorry to take you away. You've got action. Dave Sims, the voice of the Seattle Mariners. Um, the youngest in charge movement, Toby Altizer, he just superseded the former youngest in charge, Linnell Willingham. And Linnell's doing Howard University football today. Wow, nice. and, and Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell people the story that I just text my sister. I sent her a picture <laughs> of it. And I said, she, I said, you know, Linnell's got a suit and tie on. Looks really good. And good. I tell people all the time about. I told him about, I told him he needed to dress up. Oh, you 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 saw him? No, I didn't. But I told him uh, earlier. So he was. I don't know. I saw him do something. I said, "Yo, man, you got you got to tighten that up." <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. He was doing. Well, you know, he's young. He was. I mean, twenty-five. And so, he really looks professional now. I haven't heard him yet. He wants. Mm-hmm. He's a play-by-play guy, but I think he had to do color on this one. But um, and they're probably giving him a ham sandwich, you know, and and then you know maybe a, a frosty beverage. And I tell people all the time that. that me, you, and Gus Johnson, I drove drove to Philadelphia to do a Howard game. Howard, and you're doing the game <laughs> Temple for Temple. And I think I've got twenty dollars and maybe got a tank of gas. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's so funny. 
and we were thrilled and had it must have been 16 people at at uh, what was that wasn't it was it wasn't Franklin. It was at the vet. No, it was, it was at, at the, the vet. vet. Yeah, it must yeah. have been 16 people at the game, friends and family, and um, and now I've turned on the TV and there's my man Dave Sims, the voice of the Seattle Mariners, and so I'm I'm so proud of that one of us made it and you made it, and I am I am thrilled. I am thrilled to death. Got to ask you, and Toby is uh, got a hot podcast with uh, with Grant Paulson, and he's a baseball guy too. Toby, I mean Toby, we've really, I've, I mean he opened a few doors for me today. He was in Milwaukee with the Bucks. I mean, well, boy, he's really, really growing on me because he he got he got some notches on his belt. So with baseball, Shohei Otani. Cleans out a locker. Is it over? I would think so. Okay. I would think so. I mean, you know, he's got the he's got the UCL. He's got the the oblique. He can't go. Uh, they're going nowhere fast. Shut it down. I don't blame him. I wanted to get your take because the Nationals actually. I think didn't Davey get thrown out twice up at your ballpark? I mean, I know he was. Uh, oh, I, I know. I think it was once. I don't. I don't really remember. You got once, that, yeah. Uh, but I, I just loved it. That's when I went. Oh my God, I love that. I think he's done a hell of a job. Uh, you've gone through transition with your club. You guys are in the thick of this thing. Uh, it's it's night to night, so every night is a big night for you. Oh, absolutely. We're down to the last uh, what 13, 14 games. We got the Dodgers. We got Kershaw going tonight. Uh, they, you know, they beat us last night. We, we were one for ten runners in scoring position. We had three innings, oh. something like the sixth, eighth, and ninth left runners on with with strikeouts that ended. The last one ended the game. The other two ended innings. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, that's the way baseball is, man, and it can break your heart and also lift your spirits like you can't believe. So, you know, hopefully tonight, you know, future Hall of Famer on the mound. So it's going to be a challenge. He's not the good, obviously he's not the dude he was, you know five, eight years ago, but he's still pretty damn good. I think he's got 12 wins under his belt. And uh, he's probably going to go six, and there'll be six super competitive innings. Yeah, and I got to really, because you know you're going against my old boys, so I'm going to just, I got to be neutral on this one. Uh, what kind of job has Dusty Baker done? I never, he never gets his accolades. Came in, cleaned up a mess with the Cheetahs. And right now, I mean, he's, well, I guess, a game and a half ahead of of your club and uh, half a game against the Rangers, uh, up over the Rangers. And he's done a hell of a job. I mean, he's one of the great guys I've ever met in the business. And uh, we, they come to our place a week from Monday, I think it is, Monday, a week from Tuesday. We finished uh, three at home with them and four with Texas. Uh, he's done a hell of a job and you know, fought yeah. through injuries. And Michael Brantley only came back recently. They got uh, Verlander back in midseason. Uh, they're, they're still a team to beat. And, uh, Hey, Dusty's going to Hall of Fame. You know, he's moved up. He's, well, he's top five or something. I forget what it is now. He's like top eight or something and wins all the time. He's a Hall of Famer. He was a Hall of Famer before he won the World Series, but that just cemented everything. Yeah. Well, hey, look, my friend. Um, we'll be – I'm, I'm going to be pulling for you since my old boys got one last night. I'm going to give you this one tonight. So you just got <laughs> you just, you just got the pull. And uh, all my best to you and your family, man. And you know D.C. loves you. We still believe that one day that one day you'll be here, and uh, it's going to happen. Dave Sims, thank you so much for your time. Hey, you got it, Doc. All right, man, be well. Take care. All right, good deal. Dave Sims, voice of the Seattle Mariners, and you know Toby. Toby, are you going to do that one day? Are you? Could you get in the baseball booth, or is that not your thing? 
I don't know that that's my thing, Doc. I like to break okay. it down and do all the extra talking that comes with it. Unless I'm pulling a, a Michael K, I think I prefer just being on this side of things. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, uh, you know, at the beginning when you start this, this long journey, it looks like it's way down the road, but uh, this this had legs. Move well. And, I mean, look, we had, we had great content today. I mean, if you can't pull through on a college football, I don't know if we got – the one upset, you know, every weekend shift that I'm on and there's live events, I'm looking to say, was there an upset? And I hope there's not one tonight. We got to get a W, man. We need a curly W tonight. Well, that would be an upset because I believe, I'd have to double check, but I believe Corbin Burns is on the mound, former Cy Young winner. So that might be considered your upset right there. Well, that would be great. I think we deserve it. I mean, I, I just winning and losing are habits, man. You don't want to have them start. They start piling up on you, and you can't get out of out of it. What is your assignment for for game day, Burgundy Gold? I'll be watching on the couch at home. Oh man, wow, DL, you get DL action tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. love okay. it. Okay, all right. Well, my friend, uh, it's been a blast. I enjoyed it. And you pulled off. You were Iron Man today, and you did a hell of a job. Hell of a job. Appreciate it. If, yeah, man. Uh, I had a lot of fun. God bless all of you out there listening that uh, we can't do it without you. 106.7 The Fan. We uh, we appreciate it. And go Commanders and National. Let's go Nats. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.